0: You're listening to the RSA Conference podcast, where the world talks security. Hello, listeners, and welcome to this installment of our RSA Z365 podcast series. We have a great podcast lined up for you today The Journey Toward a Singular Security Framework Lessons from Finland. Here at RSAC, we host podcasts twice a month, and I encourage you to subscribe on SoundCloud or your preferred podcast app so you can be notified when new tracks are posted. And now, I'd like to ask Vikram Sharma to take a moment to introduce himself before we dive into today's topic. Vikram?
1: Thank you, Casey. I'm Vikram Sharma from Cisco Systems. I lead the Industrial Security Solutions here at Cisco's uh, Industrial Internet of Things Business Unit. And I'm pretty happy to talk about an excellent uh, and interesting project that we did at Finland.
0: And we are certainly excited to hear that story. So, Vikram, I appreciate that what you'll be sharing with us today is a story that applies across most organizations and verticals, specifically as it relates to IoT and IT and OT. Um, But, you know, we're looking at something that is most relevant to the critical infrastructure. So can you give us a quick overview of your role in securing Turk Energia, giving the listeners maybe some insight into the challenges of ensuring data integrity and visibility within both IT and OT environments?
1: Turk Energia is a utility in Finland, supplies to around 200,000 uh, citizens in Finland and in a large region there. And uh, it's kind of been established uh, since uh, 1898 uh, for for a long time. And over the years, as it has modernized and evolved its services, what has happened is that they've had separate networks. Uh, they've had a headquarter network, and then they've had a separate network for each unit or each utility unit supplying energy to uh, that region. The Turk IT team managed uh, the headquarter network, and these operational networks at these different plants were managed by different network operators. So, one of the biggest challenges they had was they did not know what was going on holistically in the network because of all these disparate networks, there was no visibility into the network. Separate OT and IT networks have a tremendous challenge of managing all of that. And then when you're doing any kind of maintenance or operations, coordinating that across different networks is not trivial. And then, you know, what are the kind of threats that are you know vectored onto the endpoints on the operational network uh they had no visibility of that either right so those were sort of uh, at high level the challenges, and what we were able to do was uh, understand where they were at, discuss uh, with their staff a future direction, uh, gain some mind share and we make the changes that uh, have secured the profile of the network and improved the security posture tremendously.
0: So it sounds like visibility across the network is hugely important, and I want to focus specifically on security here. Can you explain what it means to enable security for the IoT environment you know, including the profound challenges of visibility, and uh, what are the benefits within the connected ecosystem?
1: Yeah, so essentially, you know, uh, a tongue-in-cheek is you can't secure what you can't see, right? And within the OT network, we like to think that uh, things are very static, nothing changes, but that's not quite true. There are always some changes going on. There are firmware updates to OT devices. And when you think of OT devices, these are things like uh, programmable logic controllers, IO blocks, RTU units, relays, switches, and there's a whole plethora of different kind of devices. And as these are managed and maintained, topologies could be changed, new devices could be added, Uh, versions of firmware could be changed. So, that's one part of it. The other part of it is there are remote operators trying to log in. There are local operators trying to log in. So, the operational networks have some of the same challenges as IT networks uh, by not being able to see what and who is on the network. What device which user, and which user is trying to access what device. So this is all part of the visibility um, sort of equation. The other part I would like to say is that when you don't have visibility, right, then you're making broad assumptions, and any kind of defense that you mount is extremely broad and could be extremely disruptive to the large swath of the network. Um, Mm. So this is where visibility is sort of the first step. You need to be able to see specifically down to every device, know when that device is coming on board, and sort of know the uh, details of the device and the users to be able to uh, then act uh, specifically on one or a few devices that are suspect. The other big benefit I would say is, you know, security is a big part here, but interestingly, many times uh, we from uh, industrial side uh, sometimes don't know what assets are actually connected and up and running where. Uh, just having this visibility lets us better manage uh, the inventory of these devices that are there and better maintain uh, overall uh, health posture of these devices, so that 's the other huge benefit of this visibility. Lastly, you know you mentioned the connected ecosystem by having visibility now you can have a an extremely clear view of which remote user uh, dialed in from where, connected to what part of the network, and then accessed what part. So, if you need to run any kind of security processes to restrict access, you can do that effectively without hampering the work of legitimate users. So, the connected ecosystem gives us that capability as well.
0: So, I want to take a step back and almost broaden the lens a bit we 've talked about visibility we've talked about user access and you know the benefits of this connected ecosystem. But based on your experience, how can IT teams create a holistic security
1: architecture? Yeah, this is a very relevant question, especially in the context of industrial networks, uh, utility networks, manufacturing networks, etc., right? So one thing to kind of understand is that a lot of industrial networks, they're sort of PLC-centric networks. And one of the steps that IT teams, uh, along with the OT teams, they have to do this together is to create a converged network architecture. Uh, What I mean by that is Create a substrate of the network that is a full IP network end to end and attach all your devices to the IP network and try and break any private networks or siloed networks behind some devices. So that's step one. Step two is once you have this network up and connected, you Get in the visibility. There are various technologies and tools uh, supplied, uh, including by Cisco and, of course, other companies that will give you excellent granular visibility into what devices are connected onto your network. This visibility now becomes the cornerstone, sort of the foundation on which you can create a segmentation policy. And segmentation uh, in, in network parlance, specifically in an industrial network context, implies containment. So we would separate out the networks in such a way as to reduce the blast radius of an event of a security breach event. And this sort of separation within the industrial network is at two levels. The first is there should be a good separation between your IT network and your operational network. Now here the separation is not a physical separation but it's a logical separation so you have some firewalls to create uh, a demilitarized zone then all access going in and out of the OT network is managed and controlled uh, through this DMZ. And then further down, when you go into the operational network, you create separate zones of operations. And between these zones, there may be needs for communications. And you have the concept of conduits. These are communication conduits and you can monitor and control what's happening between these zones. So by having this level of segmentation, both levels of segmentation, you can prevent attacks that originate on the operational network side from percolating and infecting into uh, other parts of operation networks and infecting the broader IT network. And vice versa, any attack coming in from the IT side can be prevented from entering into the operational network. Um, So this essentially is the technology base of a security architecture. Uh, Notice I'm not using the word holistic security architecture. Once you have the technology, you need to create operational processes between IT and OT, and you need to train your workforce. You know, so that part of technology, which is, I would say, the people and the process side, if you bring that together, then you can have a holistic security architecture.
0: Well, it's funny, you know, listening to you talk about the need for segmenting your networks and separating things out, I'm thinking, okay, but that's the exact opposite of what we actually want for the IT and OT teams, right? So, can you talk a little bit about why it is important to strengthen the partnership and collaboration between the IT and OT teams in order to improve security?
1: Yes, yes, I think uh you put it well. We're going to segment at a network technical level, but we're going to come together at a people and process level, right? So, the the way to look at it is as an operational person, you know, my, my day-to-day focus is ensuring enough kilowatt hours are pumped out reliably or, you know, keep things safe and secure in all these plants. I know, and I'm aware about security, but cybersecurity per se is uh, is a very vast area. It's best uh, for people like information security IT folks who do you know cybersecurity kind of for, for a living. Be focused on the security. Now, as an IT person. I really don't understand the nuances of what's going on on the operational side. So it's hard for either team to kind of be 100% confident that security is up to mark. So the best thing to do is to join forces. You can let the IT and InfoSec folks focus on security, researching you know the security uh, space of any new attacks and uh, attack vectors, uh, OT guys continue to focus on the operational technology, and then they build a collaboration process where the operational context is made visible to the IT folks, so they understand the process, at least from a network communication standpoint. And the... IT folks, now that once they understand that, they can then provide some security oversight and extend the security cover from the corporate network onto the industrial network. So you need to build a partnership of workflows and processes and who does what. Are we both looking at the same data set when an event does happen or a vulnerability is detected that can be discussed within the context of a workflow or a process where operational technology can make a decision on what is to be done, how serious is this, is this in the middle of uh, you know, an emergency power situation where we can't take any more energy units down, or is this something that is schedulable, and how would we go about rolling out this patch? That way, they don't have to worry about keeping a magnifying lens, a close eye on what's going on from a security perspective. And the IT folks uh, know they have a partner who can respond and acknowledge some of these threats and treat these threats as an essential and an important maintenance process, right? I'd like to use this word. On the OT side, we have maintenance processes. Um, the message here is there is one more maintenance process called the cybersecurity maintenance process. Um, there's a cadence to it. There's a rhythm to it. And sometimes you need to do emergency maintenance. And we do this together with our IT organization. And that's where the collaboration is so important. Each of us can focus in our areas of expertise and leverage and gain from the other for ensuring our mission is met.
0: Vikram, some great guidance about uh, visibility, network segmentation, collaboration. Any parting words for our listeners before we wrap up? Uh,
1: Yes, actually, uh, an interesting thing what I've seen over the years in the industry is that security introduction and improvement of security posture uh, causes tremendous complexity both from a introduction standpoint as well as a day-to-day operation maintenance standpoint so the way to think about securing our industrial networks is to think of this as a journey right it is a journey towards a converged singular security framework as well as a journey of enhancing security postures so what I always suggest is let's take this in steps. Step one, uh, let's just separate out the industrial network from the corporate network by throwing in a DMZ, a demilitarized zone. Uh, but let's still build the processes between IT and OT. That's step one. You can align your thoughts. Then step two, let's put some security technology inside the industrial network, like more visibility, uh, segmentation, sort of a foundational posture where you now need to enhance your collaboration and your processes and your workflows with IT and OT to be able to better contain uh, and reduce sort of the blast radius of uh, an event. And then step three could be you reduce the blast radius from a zone to a single device. And that requires the introduction of additional technology and more processes. But so it's a journey. You take these few steps and at the end of this journey, you'll find, rather I should say, even before you end, every step that you take, you'll find that you're enhancing your security posture and the people skills as well as the collaborative process. That's when you can Make the best use uh, of all your investments and know that any enhancements that you're making, your organization can utilize that and improve the security posture with everyone having the mind share, everyone being people on IT and people on OT sides. So it's a journey and take it a step at a time.
0: That's great advice. Thanks so much. Vikram, thank you for being here with us today. Listeners, thank you for tuning in. A reminder that here at RSAC, we host podcasts twice a month, and I encourage you to subscribe on SoundCloud or your preferred podcast app so you can be notified when new tracks are posted. Until next time, thanks for
1: joining us.